Hello and welcome to Buried the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. I feel like we have a lot to cover. We do. We've just been adding to our list of topics. And they're constantly random. Yeah, there's not there's not <laughs> so much of a theme this yeah, time. There's there's kind it's of a little well, little this, little that. <laughs> kind of Valentine's Day, even though it's sort over. Of, sort of, yeah. There's a bit of a Valentine's Day theme. A little bit. We're going to talk about our first celebrity crushes. Right. Uh, we're also going to talk about when it's appropriate to do certain things in front of your partner. Which was sparked by a radio conversation we heard that we were both a little bit outraged about. <laughs> exactly. What else are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about the Grammys because I actually watched the whole dang thing almost all four hours of it oh my God. yeah it was a slog but we're going to talk about it and uh, we're also going to discuss the allegations that have surfaced against ryan adams but first how's your week how was my week? I was yeah. going to ask you. Uh-huh. Um, also, I'm in the, Def- we're recording at work today, so I'm in the Defoe chair. The squeaky chair. Which I never, you you always sit in it. I know, because it's so comfortable. Um, it's squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize if you can hear it in the background. Um, how was my week? I just feel like I've been going to concert after concert after concert. <laughs> yeah. Because I have been. There's been a lot of shows at MTS Center, so I've been there like at least twice a week for the past month. Yeah. Which is bonkers and i think as previously discussed unusual yes for this time, for this of, time year. of year for sure mm-hmm. this is usually my lull when i get like caught up on things but no surrey bob <laughs> um i did see arkells this week which i loved a lot i was really impressed with their show um because this is their first arena tour so i didn't really know what to expect yeah i actually even though i love them i had set my personal bar a little bit low like i was ready to be underwhelmed but man they were excellent they I, are ready for prime time oh my gosh they're so good I loved it. Awesome. Um, and then it was Valentine's Day this week. Mm-hmm. I don't love Valentine's Day. I think it's kind of stupid. But my partner is a sappy little fella. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent me some beautiful flowers to work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And that's pretty much I mean, I, I said as though I didn't. You were there when I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's pretty much it. How was your week? Uh, good. So kind of related to the Valentine's Day theme. Um, I We, myself... Jill Wilson, Allison Gilmore, we mm-hmm. all went to a uh, screener of Isn't It Romantic? Yeah, I really want to see that, actually. Which doesn't have a question mark, which kind of makes me a bit angry, but that's okay. Uh, it's a it's statement, just, not a, a question. statement. Isn't it romantic? It, it is romantic. <laughs> I feel like we were the only three critics Apparently. on Earth who enjoyed this movie. Apparently, everyone else really hated it. I know. <laughs> I, I think the problem so basically to catch you up in case you haven't heard about this movie uh rebel wilson stars as a architect named natalie who feels very overlooked and unlucky in love and has a real hate on for uh rom-coms mm-hmm. and then gets knocked out as so, is the theme these days yeah that seems to be an emerging subgenre. woman gets knocked out wakes up to new life um maybe i wonder if there's gonna be like a rise in women just like purposefully hitting themselves on the head oh so God. that their life will be better <laughs> <laughs> i hope not because that's not the way uh but anyway she finds herself in a rom-com and it's kind of a rom-com that satirizes rom-coms mm-hmm. i found it delightful i found it really quite smart and did a lot of things right i, I think a lot of people got too hung up on the I feel pretty comparison yeah and went into their reviews with a bit of a preconceived 
agenda and then molded the review to suit that. That is the impression that I get. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people missed the point. Well, I'm going to go see it on Monday anyway, so yeah, I will report back. I recommend. Um, I also saw the Lego movie. Oh, okay. How was that? I loved it. And also, since you grew up in a little sister, big brother, yeah, you may have some feels. Oh, okay. It's very cute. Okay. So basically the sequel. Should I take my brother to see this movie? I think so. Okay. So the first one ended <laughs> off with the little sister's Duplo descending on the planet and being like, we're from the planet Duplo. We're here to destroy you. <laughs> and basically it's just I've not a- seen the first Lego movie. Okay. So you need to see that first. Okay. And then you need to see the new one because the new one kind of picks up where that left off and they are like in the Sistar galaxy. Okay. Yeah. And so it's like the sisters. Yeah. I picked things. up on that. Yes. Yeah. They, and, but there's a very <laughs> cute message that I won't ruin, but it, it made me feel like that's nice. And Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. What a Delight. charming addition to that franchise. <laughs> So I watched all of the Grammys, which is, it I doffed my cap to you. No joke from 7 p.m. until um, 10.45 yes. p.m. Caps are doffed. That is, it was insane. That is a l- really long. Like I was ready to check out. I thought it finished at 10. So I was like, okay, I can invest three hours flipping back and forth between them. Sure. Yeah. No, all the good things happened in the last 45 minutes. Uh, so I went to bed at like 11 o'clock on a school night and I was very upset about it. But. I actually really enjoyed most of it, which is why I continue to watch it. Yeah. Which um, is surprising because typically dull. Yeah. So boring. I think they only handed out like five or six awards. Oh, wow. So there's a lot. Very few. A lot going on. Yeah. There was a lot of um, tributes, a lot of medleys, a lot of collaborations. So there was like the tribute to Dolly. There was the Motown tribute. There was this weird St. Vincent Dua Lipa moment. There was, uh, who else performed? Why can't I remember? Casey Musgraves performed. Um, Brandy Carlisle performed. There were so many things. All these women. It was all women and mostly women of color. Yes, which is Janelle Monet, Alicia Sharp, Keys hosted. Yeah, in sharp contrast to the yeah. Grammys of 2018. Yeah, which featured no women, one woman, one woman, and probably no people of color. Yeah. So, but Alicia Keys hosted, and I love Alicia Keys for a lot of reasons, but mostly because she seems like the most genuine human being on the planet. Yeah. And like every time she would compliment someone after their performance, it felt like she really meant it and that she actually really very much enjoyed <laughs> watching that person perform. I and really like that. And she did this, this kind of like me- medley of the songs that influenced her the most in her career. She played two pianos at the same time. That's like awesome. One grand piano on her left hand, one grand piano on her right hand. That's awesome. Yeah. And she sat like facing the audience and played sideways. Like she wasn't even looking at the keys. I just love her so much. That's awesome. So there's a lot of really entertaining moments. I know people were like, oh, J-Lo, why are you doing the Motown thing? But shut up. She was amazing. Like, <laughs> like I get that. I get the critiques, but honestly, she was amazing. Yeah. No, it sounds like the highlights that I saw yeah. were seemed Michelle Obama positive. popped yeah. up. Everyone loves Michelle Obama. Yeah. But yeah, I was very impressed with the amount of women. I would say it was probably three to one, the amount of women who are performing versus men, which is very uncommon. My love of my life, Post Malone, did an amazing job. He did his little acoustic song. and then Good, glad to hear it. Yeah. And performed <laughs> with the Chili Peppers. Yeah. And then um, so many people who won were people of color. So I feel like they're finally kind of catching up with what the actual demographics of music are right now. Which, yeah, uh, welcome. About welcome time, to right? like, being slightly relevant. Yeah. The and Grammys. then Childish Gambino won best 
song and best record of the year. Yes. And I think it was the first time a rap song had won one of those two awards, which but, boggles my mind because rap has been and hip hop has been the most uh, um, popular genre yeah. in the States for a few years now. Already. Yeah. 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 Um, fun fact for those who don't know, song of the year. Yeah, we learned this. Yes. Song of the year rewards the songwriter. Yes. Record of the year performer performer of the song. Yeah. So that's why there are two separate things, two separate which categories. I never knew until we looked it up this year. But yeah, um, it was good. The Grammys, the Grammys. Um, some less positive <laughs> music, music news. news. Um, I, I can't say that I'm surprised about the story, oh, no, me neither. but I am disappointed. Yes. So the New York Times had a pretty lengthy expose about Ryan Adams, who of course is the critically beloved singer songwriter. Um, who has been to Winnipeg several times. Yeah. Most recently at Folk Fest, um, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You've reviewed him. I've reviewed him. I've interviewed him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Several women, I think seven in total, including in- his ex-wife, Mandy Moore, Mandy Moore and, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, who of course was the star of last year's Folk Fest. Yeah. Um, allegations a little bit different from your regular me too story like mm-hmm. it's not like violent sexual assault but it is emotional and mental abuse emotional psychological manipulation like very um i have a column about it so we don't need to talk about it forever but very svengali like very yeah i'm going to make you a star but yeah. you have to have sex with me and then of course the most troubling part was that there's allegations of him having conversation sexual in theme with a 14 year old girl yes which is not just gross but is also a crime so yeah if that is proven to be true he could be in trouble um one of the most heartbreaking details to me came from that girl yeah who they were calling ava that's her middle name and mandy moore mm-hmm. um who Mandy Moore basically lost years of her career because she was constantly belittled. Like he would tell her that she was not a real musician because she doesn't play an instrument, which, okay. Um, And Ava, the girl who had a very promising career as a a bass bass player. player. Said she never picked up an instrument again. Yeah. She never played again after their, whatever it was. So Ryan Adams is certainly not the only guy with a Svengali complex in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Think about how many careers were just snuffed right out. Yeah. Because of interactions like that. Nope. For me, it's, as I was saying to you, like this is the first time that someone has been accused of these things. uh, Someone that I'm a fan of. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the other men who have been quote unquote taken down by the Me Too movement. I'm very, uh, uh, I have an arm's length away because I don't Mm -hmm. actually care about their careers. But Ryan Adams, I've purchased tickets to his shows. As you said, I reviewed him. I enjoy his music. Same. And now I just feel so, like, I just can't listen to it anymore. I'm not a kind of person who can separate the art from the artist. Yeah. I I have a really difficult time. I I will have a difficult time listening to him without that in my head. Well, and I think it's um, interesting how new information can change things, too. Sure, yeah. Like, for example, I loved Taylor Swift's. Swifts, sorry. Swifts, um, uh, I loved 1989. Yeah. I really liked Ryan Adams' cover of it. Mm-hmm. But now I have a hard time accepting it as appreciation of her songwriting. Now I see it as like a power move. Like, right. here, little girl, I'm going to take your pop songs and turn them into real songs because I'm a man with a guitar. Like, ugh. It right. just... And whether or not that's true, that's the perception That's now. the perception now. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating 
how this continues Mm -hmm. to happen yeah so i don't know man where do you even go from here is nothing sacred (laughs) i know i know it's like i'm just dreading like if one of my most favorite and i know ryan adams was a most favorite for a lot of people so for sure yeah for sure troubling for sure um let's move on yeah to lighter things yeah um it was valentine's day yes uh and i saw an article that kind of inspired the conversation we're about to have mm-hmm. um in the cut about just like women talking they did a round table about their first crushes yeah and they're often celebrity right of crushes course. or yeah. a lot of cartoons yeah well yeah of course <laughs> yeah. so uh, everyone thinks that's weird is silly i know i think <laughs> i think we have discussed disney's robin hood yeah that was definitely our first crush for sure oh 100 percent. from like everyone in the yeah world. i think a lot of women born in the 80s that that is a that <laughs> yes. is a dominant theme and i'm sure someone and could like do, aladdin yeah oh yeah i'm sure someone could do a study about the fox though <laughs> <laughs> um aladdin for you oh yeah yeah definitely steve from uh full house voiced aladdin See, i know but i didn't have a crush on steve I just had a crush on Aladdin. Interesting. So he I did not find Steve attractive at all. And I still don't. Yeah. No. Um, who else? My first like human crush <laughs> IRL uh, was Nick Carter. Oh, yeah. Because I saw them on the hit list mm-hmm. when I was seven. And it was when the Backstreet Boys first um, were kind of breaking through. Yeah. And they were getting interviewed by Tarzan Dan in his little trailer <laughs> on the hit list. And I saw that golden blonde mushroom cut. And it was like game <laughs> over every boy had that cut but i, I was in nick including carter. a real life boy that i had a crush on nick carter was going to be my husband i was convinced <laughs> and then when i interviewed him a couple of years ago i told him this and he's like that's very sweet <laughs> he was not even uh, like phased in the slightest no, it's like of course you did everyone you and yeah, everyone else yeah. get in line Aaron. Yeah. and i was like i was like i just i don't mean to be weird but like my seven-year-old self is really like having a heart attack right now because yeah. i loved you so much when i was seven and you were like 16 <laughs> and he's like well that's great i'm so glad you can fulfill a childhood dream right now <laughs> i was like you're very kind yeah oh, yeah really but funny. he was dead and then i like cycled through all the backstreet boys but nick carter was the first the first like my heart beats for you to the point where like I cried when I got the poster for Christmas oh my goodness yeah it was it was true love um yeah I have been you know for someone who is constantly accused of hating men <laughs> uh, <laughs> gone through the gone through your cycle yeah I've, I've been boy crazy since way back yeah um older men like Uncle Jesse was probably oh yeah John Stamos for yeah. sure and John Stamos still so attractive i don't understand how this man continues to not age and look better in fact (laughs) yes but yeah he was definitely up there uh more age appropriate jonathan taylor thomas oh yeah that's a good one too which then of course makes you have a crush on simba yeah weirdly yeah yeah, again animal (laughs) disney animals um which ninja turtle i feel like everyone has a crush on a ninja turtle Mm, that's a good question true i'm gonna say it was probably leonardo Good choice. Because he was like the leader of the gang. Yeah. And he was super smart and kind of sassy. Yeah. Like Michelangelo, get out of here. You're See, just a slob. Every girl likes Michelangelo. No way, man. I, he reminds me of all the dumb boys that I hated. <laughs> uh, anecdotally, he overwhelmingly, that's who everyone picks. Mine is Raphael. That's fair. Leonardo was my runner up. Yeah. Mine's Leonardo, Raphael, uh, Donatello, Michelangelo, the kind of similar yeah. nerd mm-hmm. and slob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So but funny. then I also had an older brother. Yeah. 
So then, like, I had crushes on all of his friends. Of course. Because they would come over and hang out and whatever. And I was, we're four years different. So it's enough that it's like the older man, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he'll be pleased to hear that. Um, other <coughs> animated crushes of mine include Bart Simpson. Ew. I know. I, but yet, I'm like, that weird. Yeah, the bad boy appeals to me. Um, Trent from Daria, Jane's brother. Oh, yeah. Because he was a musician. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other celebrities. But it's funny, like or like Pacey from Dawson's Creek, that was a big one. Oh yeah. Joshua Still. Jackson. Yeah. I'm in the affair handsome. currently. I'm like, yeah, you you were working for me. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. It is interesting. So yeah, if you have crushes you would like to disclose with us from oh, your yes. childhood, we animated will, or I otherwise. Will read them next week if yes, you and we can them. we can cycle uh, analyze them with our no skills we'll just yeah pontificate but and if it's like a really weird interesting one i want to hear yeah, about it exactly for sure. you know our address which is bury the lead at winnipegrepress.com nailed it nailed it i had it at the ready <laughs> i knew you're gonna ask me because you never remember i do never remember um speaking of valentine's day also yeah so we were listening to <laughs> i'm already cracked up about this <laughs> we were listening to an unnamed local oh, i was gonna show. just name it right but now. we can name it we listen to the Ace Burpee show every morning yeah, we do. when we drive to work. Um, yeah, I don't know why I said unnamed. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to protect the innocent. But uh, <laughs> they were talking about kind of what the rules of dating are. So like yeah. when you... When, when is it appropriate to do X? Yeah. So yeah. whether that means when it's appropriate to go on a trip or when it's appropriate to... Introduce each other to your families et or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the one that gave us pause like i literally almost stopped the car <laughs> was when is it okay to fart in front of your significant other and many Sef of them were like 75 percent said never <laughs> and jen and i looked at each other and we're like who are these people like that always is the correct answer always and as soon as possible <laughs> One of them said they go, I can't remember which one, but they said they walked into the basement or yeah. something. Or that you have to leave the room. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. No, no. See, because <laughs> here's the thing. And I believe Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers said it best. How do you know you can get married if you haven't smelled each other's farts? It's true. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. So life advice from us to you. Yeah. Just, just give her a rip. Let her rip. Exactly. Nobody cares. We're all humans. We all do it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. So we're going to end today with one of our favorite segments. Pop, Pop culture, culture blind, blind spots. Do, do, do. Is that the song? <laughs> yeah. I think we just wrote it just now. Um, okay. So this week we're going to do Homeland because Jen has yeah. never seen Homeland. It seems very stressful. It is, but I love it. <laughs> I feel like it is, but it's the But best. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've just started. I'm up, I'm behind, though. I just started watching the sixth season on Netflix, and I believe they've already completed the seventh season. Wow. I had no idea it was on for that long. Yes, because I was watching it when I was living in New York um, because, <laughs> because I remember watching the first two seasons, like, ripping through. I was unemployed mm -hmm. for a few months, so I just, like, watched TV all day. Uh, and then I watched Zero Dark Thirty and a bunch of other like terrorism related movies. And then I was living in New York City. So I was like, everyone is a terrorist. Like I was looking around very suspiciously for several right. months. <laughs> yes. As you do. So um, do you know anything about Homeland? Claire Danes is in it. Yes. And she is extremely intense. Yes. 
and possibly has some sort of mental health issue yes like schizophrenia um i can't bipolar i don't think it's that severe i don't i can't remember but she does deal with alcoholism okay and she does deal with depression and i think it actually is bipolar I think it is bipolar. Yeah, I, I yeah. knew it was something yeah. like that. Yeah, that kind of gets disclosed very early on, so I, I'm foggy on those details. Mm-hmm. This has been many years. That's all I know. And I'm guessing it is about border safety. Well, kind of, yeah. Is she, yeah. She's in the CIA. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, so we're going to do... We're going to do <laughs> a episode. I have chosen the season two series finale because there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of room for you to kind of figure stuff out. And because I don't think we did, if you're new to Pop Culture Blind Spot, it's where one of us describes a thing that they've never seen based on what they yeah. know through popular culture. Yeah. And so if you don't want to know about the season two finale of Homeland, which aired in two- December of 2012, <laughs> turn turn <laughs> off the pod now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. So if you're not there in your DVD box set. Okay. Are you ready for the episode synopsis? I am ready. Okay. I'm ready. Quinn follows Carrie and Brody to her cabin with the intentions of killing him, but ultimately changes his mind. Okay, wait, there's more. I saw you you were going to start, but there's a lot more. (laughs) Abu Nazir is seen dead and given a burial at sea. Carrie and Brody sneak out of a ceremony at Langley to be alone. And while kissing, Brody notices his car was moved, which explodes, killing over 200 people. Carrie sneaks Brody to the Canadian border to help him escape. Okay. (laughs) So, all right, hold on. Quinn is the one who goes to, she, he goes to the cabin and, okay. Yeah. So Carrie. Yeah. And Brody. Brody. (laughs) I know I'm struggling with, it's because we're recording the afternoon. Yeah. Carrie and Brody. Okay. So they are in a relationship. Okay. Um, and I think Carrie and Quinn used to be in a relationship. Okay. So I feel like he is jealous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and murdery as a result. Okay. Okay. Um, so he tracks them down. Yeah. And then. Your next one is Abu Nazir. Yes. Is seen dead. Is seen. Okay. He's seen dead. And he's given a burial at sea. Okay. So who is Abu Nazir? He is. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> a co-worker okay <laughs> all right uh, of carrie's okay, okay. <laughs> but i don't know why he's buried at sea maybe okay. hmm <laughs> it's his car that has moved sure okay uh, is it no i no. can't tell you oh wait huh, it's in the log line no, it's, no, they don't spe- spe- specify whether it's his car. Oh, it's just someone's car? Yes. Okay, so. Oh, no, it's Brody's car. They it's do specify Brody's it's car. Brody's car. Okay. So he planted explosives in Brody's car. Okay. But then he was killed. Okay. Somehow. Okay. We don't know. Maybe it happened off screen. Maybe it happened at sea. And then <laughs> um, his car ends up killing the wet the wedding is that the event that was it's, happening it's just a ceremony a I ceremony mean, yeah okay or no i changed my mind okay it is his funeral ceremony oh okay yes they're sending him out to see okay it's his funeral ceremony and the car of explosives which was intended 
for <laughs> I'm confusing myself. The There's too many names. Yeah. Brody mm-hmm. explodes. Okay. Killing the people at the funeral. Okay. And then Carrie sneaks Brody to the Canadian border. Right. Because somehow they maybe they thought that it was him. Okay, so you're actually not too far off. But really it wasn't. Somebody planted explosives. You're not too far off. Okay. So Carrie and Brody are in a relationship. Nailed it. But sort of secretly. Okay. Because Brody um, is a prisoner of war turned terrorist who has returned back to the to the United States. Okay. And then she's investigating him and then they fall in love. Right. Quinn actually works for the CIA and he's been asked to follow them to kill Brody because they don't they don't trust him. Ah, okay. But he doesn't. So not jealousy, but. Yeah, just work related (laughs) mistrust. <laughs> but he doesn't damn, actually damn work related mistrust kill him abu nazir was one of like the head terrorists that they were were um trying to see i didn't want to assume he was a terrorist yeah um so he's dead and they bury him at sea i can't remember why they bury him at sea but they do at the same time the other event at the place called langley which is like the cia headquarters mm-hmm. um they're having a funeral which you're correct but Mm -hmm. for the vice president Ah, of the united states yes i think so vice president i think of the united states yes some some uppity up um there's like 200 people at the funeral for the vice president of the united states it might have been the vice president of the cia okay but i'm pretty sure it was the vice president of the united states um so Carrie and Brody are at the funeral for the, the CIA slash vice president <laughs> of the United States. Um, Somebody important. They sneak off to like make out or whatever. That's when Brody notices that his car, he looks out the window and sees that his car is moved. Ah. And so a bomb goes off and kills 200 people at this funeral. Um, and then you were right where they assume that because it's his car, that it was him. Because he's a former terrorist. Right. He also, in the first season, had a plot to wear, like, a bomb vest to blow up this guy. Right. So a car bomb is not out of the bomb. Uh, right. So then Carrie, who has, like, somehow stockpiled this, like, secret fake passport and money in this storage unit, they go there, get that, get him a fake passport as well. And then she drives him over the border into Canada to, like, stay with one of her friends so that he's safe. And then she goes back. Well, to Langley, and then her her kind of work dad Saul, who's played by my favorite Mandy Patinkin. Oh um, yeah, yeah, he's there like surveying the damage. I think I did pretty well. You did very well. I just got confused about everyone's names because Brody and Carrie's are weirdly similar. Yes, names, but yeah, no, you did very very well. Congratulations. Thank Do you. Do you feel inspired to like start watching the show? <laughs> no, <laughs> 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 only because. I have too many things on my roster. Yes. I'm going to start rewatching it from the beginning, I think. But it does sound, it, it intrigues me. Yeah. It intrigues me. Yeah. Uh, what are you working on? Um, well, I just finished my giant festival, the Voyager. Yeah. Features. That's running in Saturday's paper. It's a long one, but there's lots of photos. So it breaks awesome. it up a little bit. Awesome. Um, and then I have another concert next week. Little Big Town is in this town. Ooh, good one um and then we're doing our girls rock camp this weekend so that's going to take up a bit of our time yeah aaron and i are going to learn how to play an instrument form a band write a song and perform a showcase in like 30 hours yeah. this weekend <laughs> yeah and then we'll report back on it i'm next week. nervous that we will be very unsuccessful because t- i don't learn things quickly like i'm a slow learner so I'm a little worried that I'm going to, I mean, I'm just playing the bass. So it's only four strings, but like. <laughs> I 
tend to have a lot of misplaced confidence. So I'm hoping <laughs> that will just <laughs> carry me through. <laughs> like, I'll be like, I'm amazing, even though I'm not amazing. But right. my own belief in myself of being an amazing drummer. Yeah. Uh, even though I definitely, all through piano lessons, had to use the metronome. Oh, um, buddy. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Can we be like with the white stripes? Yes. Okay. I, I plan to go to the Meg school or Meg white school of drumming for sure. <laughs> Except I'll wear a bra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So if you're in Winnipeg and you would like to see us perform. Possibly embarrass ourselves. You can. Because it's at the Park Theater. On Sunday night. On Sunday night. So all that information you'll be able to find if you follow us on social media. Yes. Nice segue. Thank you. I was hoping you would acknowledge it. Yes. Um, I'm at Jen's Rowdy on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Maya Rabble on Twitter and Instagram. And as I mentioned before, our email address is buried the lead at WinnipegFreePress.com. And we will see you next week. Bye.